You are now listening to The Open Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. We actually met at a good friend of mine, Georgie, his photography event, Beirut Youth, at the Adidas Gallery. It was like a gallery in their basement. And I actually met you, I met Marv that day. You know, just connected really briefly, um, but we went and grabbed something to eat after the event. Really didn't talk too much, but started to do my research and saw some of the projects that you've been a part of and sort of your influence on creating an aesthetic that is valuable. I think your perspective and your eye is something that a lot of people are trying to understand, but the more and more you put out, it's like, wow, this guy is really tapping into something that's unique and that's him and that comes from an essence and a culture, our culture. So without any further ado, introduce yourself, man. What's up? It's your boy, the unknown. Andre Uncut. Yeah, shout out to, to Good Breed Films. Um, shout out to, you know, every person that you work with. Because yeah, I just, I see your work, man. I'm just like, yo, like, for anyone who knows you or who do- doesn't know you, what do you do? Uh, I'm a photographer. I started out a music video, so I'm a director. And I edit, so just jack of all trades. Mm. And I also style most of my shoots. And I'm a history, uh, you know, buff. Yeah, man. And I remember, I think I was just scrolling through your Instagram one day. You know, I'm seeing these images that I'm like, yo, where did where did he source these images from? Where where like yo, like I'm seeing like Babe, Fubu, Rockaware aesthetics. I'm like, yo, I don't remember seeing these images back in the day. And then I'm like looking close. I'm like, wow, these are actually original. These are things that you've created and have yeah. brought about and are like, you're not copying, you're actually paying homage to and yeah. like helping people recognize how important that era actually is. Because, you know, people, they tend to forget the good things that made them feel good. Hmm. And now they just, you know, it's all this negative stuff out here. You know, like, FUBU was for us. BBC was for us. Things like Gucci now, people can't afford that, but they buy it because they see rappers with it. And you know, Louis, it's always been like that, but it's getting to a point where it's like nobody's being theirself. Hmm. And you know, got all these high fashion things going on. And sorry to get into fashion, but no, yeah, that's, that's what it's that like. has a lot to do with the whole culture and everything that's going on. So just to see people like, you know, dress like that is like annoying to me. Hmm. I do wear high fashion too, but not all the time. I have to go back into my roots and, you know, wear some old stuff sometimes. So to remember who I am. Mm. And that's it. Streetwear, that's all us, you know. Urban wear, that's us. And we just lost ourselves. And things got skinnier and skinnier. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what happened. By the way, I'm 23. I'm not that old. People think I'm old. <laughs> oh, <man>. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, so explain it. Like, I think for a lot of us, like growing up, we remember like style icons and people yeah. that we sort of looked up to. Who were some of those people for you? Um, when I was growing up, I didn't actually like rap music. Mm. It was weird to me. Like I didn't like that whole you know ratchet like Fab and them. Mm-hmm. It took a while for me to like dip set and stuff. So the way they dressed didn't really influence me. I used to look at people like Kanye and Pharrell. The thing was, I couldn't afford the stuff that they were putting out, but I was like watching them, you know. So things like that, like you know, um, I used to watch a lot of um, skateboarding, you know, magazines and TV shows like Bam Margera and all that people like that. 
So I used to dress like that too. But that's about it. So where are you from, man? I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised. Where exactly in Brooklyn? Um, East Flatbush Sides. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And um, Prosper Lefferts. That's what they call it. Like people call it. Um, <laughs> well, I'm from there too. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, explain because I think like what we're we're talking about in terms of like style and mm. people finding their own identity or understanding what they fell in love with style first with is important, you know. And, and you just mentioned a couple of like bigger brands and how they they're sort of you know trying to pay homage to what you know we created, mm-hmm. um, but in in the process, it's like losing sight of what. The, the actual essence of what we've we've done for yeah. culture. For example, like, you know, Dapper Dan, this was the year of stealing from Dapper Dan. Gucci did it, Louis stole from him. Like they did the whole Supreme thing, just Dapper Dan. Gucci, Dapper Dan. And just for them to reach out to him after all these years and finally collab, it's weird to me. Mm. But it's a blessing, but it's weird because he dead got sued for that. And it's like, come on. Yeah, they, they try to take years, him out. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, that's like with black leaders. They see me doing something great for our people, and they try to take us out. So it's like we can't have nothing. But hopefully this will be a good outcome. He can probably relaunch his brand and do good things. That'd be great soon to see that. Yeah, and I think of the Dapper Dans and, and the people that have sort of like pushed the boundaries um, and almost used what they had and created something that was completely their own yeah. you know and didn't necessarily have access to all the resources have all the publicity but they they were true to themselves in their creation and I think Dapper Dan is like a great lesson for all of us yeah. you know in regards to no matter if it's photography VR, any type of form of creativity even designing fashion like you don't need to have the the biggest budget or mm-hmm. the 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 biggest platform to create something unique and create something with perspective and that's fresh mm-hmm. like to Definitely. create is not necessarily to have the best um, resources it's to create from your heart and create something that identifies with you and that's what people connect with you know I think you have the, the people who are just over polished and over um, packaged mm-hmm. and, but they're not being themselves you know it's yeah. like a clear indication of like what really resonates with people you know so so for you man what, what do you think about that with what you do um everything is a reflection of me everything that i do uh everything is basically memories i do everything based off memory a lot of people they ask me oh what you know about this and that i grew up on that mm. i watched bet and cut remember rope a man rope a man <laughs> like I watched yeah, it. I was there. Yeah, like, yeah, we were there, bro. Yeah, I watched yeah. B-Cat. If yeah. you, you know B-Cat, right? Yes, of right. course, of course. I watched well, all explain, that. Explain to the people who don't know. B-Cat. All right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why New York is the greatest place ever. Los Angeles doesn't have this. Mm. Atlanta does not have this. Miami does not have this. New York is one of the best places right. <laughs> in the world. People can tell you that. Come to fashion, anything. B-Cat is like the first BET. It's the first everything, the first MTV. In a way, it was it was like, uh, what's it called? Free speech? Yeah. Basically, yeah. it's free speech. Mm-hmm. Anybody can make their own show. And back in the day, they had a video music box and all these music video channels, like, I mean, uh, like shows and things. 
and it was just amazing. Like Biggie started his debut on there as a youngin, like not no 17 year I'm talking about younger than that. Mm-hmm. He had a freestyle with Video Music Box. Everything is just archives yeah. from BCAT. Yeah, I would encourage people just to even Google that. Google yeah, Video definitely. Music Box. Like, watch some of those old videos. Flex in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Like, like dancing, study. everything. Like, <laughs> the styles, everything. Yeah. Learn anything from BCAT. Exactly. And, and just even looking aesthetically at that, like, mm-hmm. you look at where style is now, where fashion is now, a lot of that stuff is like directly influenced from Nicki Minaj mm. B-Cat <laughs> freestyling yeah yeah. So. battles on B-Cat mm-hmm. you ever heard of Lady Luck of course yes B-Cat <laughs> come on man yeah yeah <laughs> so like you understand the chronology and like where things come from yeah. and how those influence where we're at now mm-hmm. um, but for a lot of people a lot of people our age even it's like they they're like dressing a certain type of way they play with it wearing a certain type of mm-hmm. fashion but they don't know where it comes from nope and that's something where i feel like um people like you are very mm-hmm. instrumental because one of the things that i see that you do is like you'll create fresh um looks like you'll have amazing photography shoots um but then at the same time you'll like show people where it came from and like you'll say this is the influence this is mm-hmm. where it came from but this is how i'm doing it like my way yeah. you know so that's something that i really respect that you do is that you take the time to actually like show and pay homage to the people like the pharrells the dapper dance those mm. people like who came before us who actually paved that way for us True. you know and i only don't look at fashion from the 90s mm-hmm. i'm very in-depth in history so i watch everything from 1900s mm. so now so i can put any outfit together just based off memory I watched a lot of old movies, looked at a lot of pictures. The thing about this generation, and I don't understand why, we have iPads, the internet. Look up something. It's not that hard to look up something, like seriously. I had dial up. I couldn't look up nothing. I had to like sit down and actually think about things and watch TV. So the fact that we have so much to take in, take it in. Yeah. It's not hard. We got Apple Music. Look up a genre. Listen to an album you never heard. Listen to a whole SWV album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just sit there. It doesn't take that long. Listen to something. Instead of just listening to mixtapes by Little Uzi Vert and Young Thug and all them people, there's other people out there. And even those people you even mentioned, like. They're influenced by by them as well, like the Uzis, the, the thugs. Exactly, like, Marilyn all, Manson. Yeah. All the people, I know a lot of people listen to Marilyn Manson now. Mm-hmm. Thank, thankfully to uh, Little Uzi, but before that, he was always there. Mm-hmm. Why didn't listen to him then? Yeah, it reminds me of um, someone we had on the podcast not too long ago, uh, Colby Turner. Um, he actually is a, a big like supporter of uh, Marilyn Manson and mm. also just understanding his unique take on style, you know, and, and having a unique voice when it comes to how he dresses. True. You know, and I, and I think like, you guys are prime examples of that, of sort of like paying homage and understanding, like doing the knowledge on this stuff, mm-hmm. not just like popping up with a new outfit and saying this is me, mm-hmm. but you actually know what, where like these fabrics and these styles come you know, from you gotta know what you wear exactly man. before you buy it yeah i think that all comes into being an individual mm-hmm. you know like True. you're 
you're not only like wearing clothes like to to look good like you're actually like wearing something that identifies who you are you know so wait, like, wait. Yeah. if you go to a thrift store you find your whole personality today because mm. it's like everything is not newly made it's pre-made so you never know what you find so whatever you put together is like that's it my thrift store is ebay mm. I search whatever i want and i wear it yeah <laughs> so I love eBay, man. Shout out to eBay. <laughs> been a, I've been a member since 2008. Wow. So what's <laughs> Almost your, 10 years. <laughs> so what's your take on streetwear culture and even how so much of it is online now? Like, the streetwear culture used to be, like, literally in the streets. And people mm-hmm. would go to stores and go places to, you know, find different things and go on scavenger hunts to get items and... You know, not knowing what they walking into a store and not knowing what they had, but being, still being excited to say, oh, I'm gonna find something dope. But now, like, everything is sort of like mm-hmm. you know everything that's in the store before you even get there. You know, there's no sense of discovery. Mm, streetwear actually died, in my opinion, it's, it's dead. Explain uh, brands like 10 Deep, independent brands like that, and um, what's another one, King Stampede, and so much different ones just can't put my hand on it but it just it just died out because like a lot of people don't embrace it as much that's why i said the high fashion thing's taking over but it's gonna be a point where it's gonna come back but for a brief moment that's what it is that's always how it is so high fashion you know just um they hypnotize you keep showing you the same thing Looking, making it look like it's hot and everything and you know so they get you to buy it so if you were to say like what you do with good breed films mm-hmm. like how would you explain it to someone <clears throat> people in the spot man <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of people they get at me because they like oh where's the films cause I'm supposed to be making movies and stuff shit take time That's, okay yo. <laughs> that is no lie right there. I'm taking my time. Let me start on my pictures first, and then I'll get into that. But right now, I'm just taking my time doing these music videos um, and doing photography. I actually, I'm kind of like over music videos in a way, but not really entirely. The thing is, it's like the music. Mm. It's like I need something with R&B flavor. I like R&B. So... When I get like the hip hop people, it's like uh, it's only uh, actually my, my homeboy Haim. His music reminds me of the '90s, and I like to do his videos a lot. But you know, other other videos, you know, it's, it's cool, but it's not me. I'm not feeling it. You know, because I'm not into it. I can't focus on what I'm actually doing. What my goal is. Yeah. And the thing is, is like you have to be careful who you work with. Fate is a real thing. It's some shit Like Alright So Imagine saying yes to somebody And that messed up Your whole opportunity To meet somebody else So now you're busy And you don't have The opportunity to work With that other person Everything is Cause and effect So You have to be careful What you say So like in the city mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunities A lot of people Asking you to do things A lot of people Like saying Oh let's work together Yeah Like how What's your thought process And how do you go through Who you choose to work with Well money talks 
but if you're important enough for me to say like, okay, I'll do this for you. You know what I'm saying? I'll do it. But money does talk. Cause I need money to create. These, this day and time, nothing's free. So, to buy backdrops, equipment, things like that. Any other photographer could tell you that. So, and going back to Good Beauty Films, I'm trying to create a feeling again. Everything I watch doesn't have feeling. You watch power, you watch a sex scene. There's no feeling in that. The lighting is bad, it just looks ratchet. <laughs> you need something like Belly. <laughs> belly had feeling. The lighting, everything was symbolic. It had feeling. I'm trying to bring music videos back with that feeling. Mm. I'm bringing a web series out. I'm gonna try to do movies, but that's gonna take time. Cause a lot of people are not dependent. But I'm just trying to bring that feeling back, that vibe. So without giving away too much, what mm. um, is the web series going to entail? I'll just give you the title. It's very uh, self-explanatory. It's called Life as a Third Wheel. Yeah. We've been there. We've done that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. It's two point of views, a man and a woman. That's all I can say. Mm. Say no more. But say no more. <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. Nice. Nice, man. I mean, we sort of touched on it mm-hmm. earlier, but let's let's really talk about like some of the like I can remember artists or even athletes that I sort of looked up to as a kid mm-hmm. that sort of got me into like style or even shoes or like I like sort of looked at the way they dressed as sort of my way of sort of like oh I can vicariously express myself through this person, you know? I, like for me, who was it? I think uh, it was Kanye early. Mm-hmm. Kanye, um, I think Jay as well, even like Vince Carter with mm. like the Nike shocks, like that sort of like like changed my whole perspective on shoes. So like for you, like can you paint the picture of whether it was athletes, actors, actresses, musicians that sort of shaped your worldview as a as a kid? Um, as a kid, I was in the house. I'm my only child through my mom, so I used to watch a lot of. Um, does this have to do with style or just anything? Like, anything? Yeah, right. but even like someone so, created a feeling for you, you know? What got me into filming is like, I used to watch a lot of music videos. That's one. And I grew up watching behind the scenes stuff. And that's what got me into it. Yeah. The directors like High Billions, Benny Boone, Little X, things like that. But I used to also watch movies from the uh, Harlem Renaissance. Yeah. And there was this uh, director named um, Oscar Mache. He's the first black filmmaker in America. A lot of people don't know him, but he's there to look up, and people don't look him up. Say his name again for people. Oscar Mache. M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. Oscar Mache. And I watched his films. I used to listen to old 60s oldies everything so things were there for me to inspire myself it didn't have to be a person but it was just music and and films that's what inspired me so magazines too live magazines used to come every month to my house and i used to read them shits the covers not even that before that before vibe was word up Oh, word up. My aunt had a whole bin of them shit. <laughs> and I used to look into them. Yeah. I didn't 
think I was gonna do photography, honestly. Um, I actually hated photography when I was younger, like in high school. Why is that? Everybody was doing it. They were trash. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I could do this shit too, but I want to see the things I want to see. So I started hitting up people, and you know, it was just it went off after that. You know, I actually got in photography because of a breakup. I needed to get something to occupy myself. Mm. And that was it. Mm. That's what I was like moping around back in the day. I don't move around no more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about nobody. <laughs> but, so that's it. I just, you know, did everything for myself. I started making money from it. I started to like it. So, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because for the culture. Mm. Show people, teach people at the same time. Because I don't use no modern music on my videos. My little clips I do on Instagram, but I want people to learn these songs and like, oh, what's this song? And look it up, and that connect you to more people and more people. Yeah. And you listen to that, so that's it. Yeah. My goal. I feel like your role in our culture is so important, man. Even just what you explained there, whether it's a look or even the music that you select, like you're giving people an opportunity to do research and like you're, you're pointing people in the right direction because when there's i mean now our culture is based upon everything that's like everything's just so quick and like here's the next this here's the next trend here here's the next trend there that there isn't really a sense of stability trend wise like you don't really feel like there's a sense of okay this is how this generation dresses. So this is the, this is how this gen, this is the music of our generation. I feel like every few months that sound changes, and yeah, every day. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's just <laughs> I feel like what you're doing is sort of like giving people a sense of like an anchor or like mm-hmm. roots to like who we actually are. Um, and I think that's with our culture. It's like we're so used to creating and innovating and doing new things so quickly and often mm-hmm. that a byproduct of that is that we forget very quickly as well. You know, like we're, we're so good at creating new things that sometimes we're, we're so easy to forget the great things that we have done mm-hmm. um, musically, you know, fashion wise, artistically. Um, and it's up to us. We have a responsibility to um, educate ourselves. And when we do have that knowledge, just to share it, you know, with people that we know and say, you know what, this is actually important to our culture. And it shouldn't be those in their mid 30s and 40s saying it like the young people should be saying it like, exactly. yo, we were there. Yeah, we were so. there as well. You know, <laughs> so it's like if we're, we're young and we have this understanding of how important these things are to our culture, we shouldn't wait until we're 50 years old to say, yo, this is important. You all look at this. No teenagers to be like yo this is important yo like remember how Pharrell Mm -hmm. like changed the game like they should be talking about this they should have these conversations so that it sort of brings our culture like forward with us versus Mm -hmm. us just sort of discarding the the beautiful things that we create and you know I wanted to say something um it it highly annoys me to see people get excited for the Jenners and the Kardashians (laughs) talk about it man (laughs) I'm like you a grown ass woman you getting excited because of these people come on they are not special. They, oh, man. Take a minute, man. <laughs> I don't even know what to, to start. Like, you, you could just like look at other people. Like, we have Tracy Ellis Ross. Get excited for her or something. Like, watch somebody else. Like, 
it's some of you out there to look at and be influenced by, but they are not it. They have money, that's it. They don't have a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't know how to explain it. It makes no sense to me. It's annoying. I'm not trying to be known on Instagram anymore. I'm trying to get onto a higher platform. I'm trying to get on a physical level with people. So I'm trying to do more exhibits by next year. So I'm meeting with people like Jamel Shabazz and getting advice and things like that. So. Because I think now, like one of the things that, I mean, it's a good thing mm-hmm. with a lot of young people is that they are realizing that if they want to get things done or if they want to succeed, they, they have to do it themselves. Exactly. Um, so I, I like to see that. I like to see yeah. when like people like us or younger than us are actually taking the initiative in creating and not being really fearful of failing, but just saying, you know, I'm here to create. Um, that That's a big statement to make, man. So... And, and I think when you do that, that sort of like, that rallies people around you to help. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we can see you can do this on your own, but we, we, we fuck with what you're doing. Like, failing, failing is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Don't anybody tell you that. Failing is a good thing. Because it teaches you what you could do better about things. <coughs> Nobody's perfect. Nobody could just put out a bunch of albums and they sell. Unless you're Beyonce. But... I'm sure she took L's back in the day. A lot of L's. But you're going to take L's. But just make sure that you know who you are and your worth and that you can succeed. What were some of the, the losses that you've taken? Man? Um, One I cried about. Uh, I didn't like OD cry, but I was like, damn, shit. Fucked up. Ebony Magazine. I was supposed to interview... One of the members from Escape, and I did not make it on time because of the train. MTA on the weekend. Uh, was it a Sunday? It was a either day. Saturday. Either day. Yeah. Weekend is horrible. Yeah. I had to get off Grand Central. You know it's crowded. As soon as I came off the station, he was like, "Where are you at?" They said, "Never mind. You got somebody else." Mm. But I told myself, I said, "All right." This is one L. It's gonna be something better. So I don't know what happened. The thing is about the thing about me is a lot of people ask me, "What's next?" I don't know what's next. Things pop up all the time. So important things happen to me, but I just forget them because it's not that important to me. Because I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not comfortable, so it's never important to me. But. Things are gonna turn out soon, and I'm just waiting for that. So, you gotta have a focus, and that's it. Yeah, man. I think that a lot of times you see, whether it's a loss or setbacks, almost similar to how you were saying earlier in terms of the decisions of who you want to work with. Like sometimes taking a loss or, or even quote unquote failing actually sets you up and puts you in position to actually mm-hmm. make some good moves. Um, that you probably don't really see on the onset of when you mess up or make mistakes. and But I, I hear you so much on the NTA thing, man. I mean, I, yeah. I, guess, I guess that's specific to New York. It should get an NTA. We can, we can all relate to, like, having, like, setting up a meeting or having a, mm-hmm. a, a really important appointment. And even maybe even leaving early. <laughs> like, because we're like, you know what, the trains might be messed up. And still getting there late. Or... Mm-hmm going like missing your stop i'll tell you what happened actually 
Yeah. I took my regular route and yeah. somebody pulled the emergency brake on the train. What? So it was completely so out of your control. It was it was like, damn. <laughs> I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things I did that thing about me is I'm I'm an asshole. So I don't really care about much that I do. I've been on uh movie sets and I've acted like an ass. Cause I do not care. Give us some examples. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> First of all, no offense to my white people. I love y'all, some of y'all. But when I meet new white people and they take advantage of me and they tell me to do this and that when I'm only getting paid like probably like 11 an hour for 12 hours straight I'm gonna get tired of you after a while I'm not gonna care so there's times when I just didn't care just things like that but sometimes you gotta really understand like your value exactly you know like sometimes people We'll try to take advantage of your time or even your gifts and not necessarily compensate you accordingly or give you the credit you deserve. Yeah. And I think we've all experienced it. And sometimes, you know, you can consider it paying dues. Mm-hmm. But there, there comes to a point where, like, you have to stand up for yourself and you can't allow people to just walk over you because... You know, it's 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 like I feel my boy uh, Cleon, Cleon Gray. He was on the, the podcast a while ago. It's like he said, like you teach people how how you want to be treated. Exactly. Yeah. Like by how you carry yourself, you're teaching them how to treat you. You know, so if you set the tone and and like let people know you mean business, um, and even like just respect, not even business, but just out of a sense of respect for my humanity. Like that sets the tone for how people to treat you, and if they don't, then they're out of line. But sometimes you can't blame people if you're you're, you're basically saying you can treat me this way, you know, by your actions or your words. Um, so I I really you know encourage even younger listeners to sort of stand up for yourself. You know, you're, you're not too young to demand respect. True. That's one thing, especially among like young uh, creatives of color. It's like so many things are set up against us already systematically that you know it's almost assumed that the system already assumes to value us less you know the creative industry values us less even though they take the most from us you know so it's important to value ourselves not only is like we, we create so many great things but also just as humans like value what we do value who we are value our time value our presence because at the end of the day nobody runs you and you don't run them either you run yourself. So it's either you're gonna make a platform for yourself, you can work for somebody else. Pick one. Sort of touches on like the old way of thinking mm-hmm. where it was like whether it was going to school, you know, getting an internship for a certain amount of time and just sort of, you know, doing certain things where you're not necessarily advancing, but the people or the higher ups are saying, Oh, this is good for you, you should be doing this. Little do you know, it's like, you know, you could be doing your own thing. You know, you're seeking your validation from other people or other um, entities um, or trying to, to get a, a check on your resume when in actuality you can be creating your own thing. You know, you can be creating your own platform or your own way of expression so that you don't, like, the, it used to be, oh, you have to wait 
to to get up under someone who you think is successful in order to succeed yourself when in reality you should be doing it yourself you know not waiting for someone's validation even if it's someone you do look up to you know and not like living and dying by their acknowledgement of you you know like if the work is good if what you're doing is good they'll find out about it eventually and it may not even be through you it may be through word of mouth you know so I encourage everyone especially for those who have like idols or people that they look up to or people that they see as like yo this is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now mm-hmm. don't necessarily wait for them to approve you to feel like oh I've made it because even after even if they do approve you are you gonna stop did you did you succeed no you got more to do you got more to learn and achieve so never place too high value on other people's mm-hmm. validation and a lot of people don't know what success is like what is success we don't know just keep we keep going though that's the only way like biggie said sky is the limit probably gonna be just working and working till i die make my name remembered that's success to me yeah. i want people to remember my name mm. i want to be textbooks and shit like that mm. and just well by then you're not gonna have textbooks but you're gonna have something else yeah. some <laughs> virtual book but <laughs> i want to be in there and people can look me up and look at my work and take from it as an example there's a lot of photographers out there that died and you can look at their work like uh what's his name Andy Warhol, his old Polaroid. He has a whole book. You look back and learn from that. And just things out there, you just just look. That's the topic of today. Look. Open just your eyes. Research. Look. <laughs> just to even go back what you're saying in terms of work, it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I hear the the phrase a lot now, so it doesn't originate with me. But you know, the reward for good work is more work. You know, the reward for quality work for putting out things that are mm-hmm. good taste is the opportunity to do more work and better work you know that's the reward of it you know so for us it's like and, and I, I really would, wouldn't even feel good if I feel like I, I, I reached a plateau and like okay I made it you know I would always want to see myself um, striving for something more you know or like looking for something more and and like you're saying in terms of photography or you know imagery or even work in itself it's like our our life lives on through our work Mm -hmm. our ideals our perspective our worldviews they live through your your photography long after we're gone you know a lot of the people that we're talking about that we look up Mm -hmm. to you put on one of their records it takes you somewhere it takes you to a place and a time and a way of thought and a way of partying music (laughs) is a mood yeah, yeah. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, had the five senses. Mm-hmm. Music is that sixth sense. Mm-hmm. That's what music is. Because mm-hmm. it does things to you that brings back memories. To your brain, it just tingles it. And you know, I want to give a big shout out to black women. I'm going to tell you why. They have made my career what it is today. There's a reason why I only work with black women. A lot of people ask me, oh, how come you don't shoot guys and things like that? I'll tell you why. Women pay you on time. <laughs> it's no hassle. I thought you were gonna say something real deep, man. <laughs> nah, they just <laughs> nah. 
it's no hassle, none of that. Nah, but black women, they, they, they're serious about whatever they do. If you, if they say they're gonna do something, they do it. Black guy be like, got you, bro. Got you. No, I told you I got you. Black women say, oh, what's your email? Send it to you right now. And, that, and they support you. Not many black women connecting you with other black women mm. and other people, guys, and things like that. They have the power, man, to just support you. That's it. That's their number one, like, thing is just support. And I love them for that. And my mom's black. They're by my family. There's a lot of strong black women in my family. And they, they work so they can't work no more. And, yeah. Big support system right there. I just got to also shout out black women because I, I fully agree because I experienced it myself. Mm-hmm. It's like like you have the, the selfless support of people who actually genuinely care about you and exactly. what you're doing. It's different when, you know, I, I can name so many, like countless. There's yeah, countless that's like, what I just said, yeah. everybody. Because it's like, it's no word that could explain how much they, they do and the stuff that they have the 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 ambition that they have and things like that and just they just keep going and going in spite of us exactly (laughs) and you know i'm looking from back then you know black women been doing this shit man hurt the kid she talked to the president in his face and told him what she had to say and they banned her from america for a while remember that yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to look that up. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Earth the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And you know, Josephine Baker, Dodi Dandridge, Cicely Tyson, Diane Carroll, all these different black women, there's just so much talent. The way they sing, Minnie Ripperton. You ever heard of sing? Mm. Minnie Ripperton could break a class. That's what I heard in an interview. She could break a glass. And it was unfortunate how she died. Woman, tell y'all again, it's the month for it, breast cancer. Check yourself, please, because you don't want y'all to go. So, you're trying to kill us out here, y'all. Dove, you're trying to kill us, man. <laughs> <laughs> On multiple levels. <laughs> Everybody trying to kill us. Yeah. So, and they're aiming, they aiming for y'all first, because y'all the number one support system. So, once they beat, beat y'all down, that's the foundation. And we fall down. And that's it. Michelle Obama. Shout out to her. And just, you know, just everybody was just, you know, black girls rock. Yeah. All these things happening over the years. This is after the 80s. Mm-hmm. After crack. You know what I'm saying? I came right back up and did your thing. And it's just amazing how you turned that around and forgot about that and made things positive now having all these foundations and things like that and you know now but but i I gotta shout out like even like our peers like like live olivia anthony like there's so many like we can Mm -hmm. can name them all day but like shout out to to all the women that have sort of also bossed up themselves you know like that that takes it to another level it's like not only are they our like as black men our strongest support system they're also supporting each other and yeah. doing things on their own. I be arguing and stuff, but y'all don't be 
But <laughs> y'all throw a little shade at each other. Nah. But it's not bad now. But yeah, I just got nothing but respect and, and honor for those that... <laughs> For you, like in your photography, that I also see that too as well. It's like it's like you're you're not only taking pictures of black women, but you're sort of communicating a message through the, the visuals. Like, what yeah. would you say your message is that you're trying to communicate? The thing about me is that I don't use actual models. I use people that you see every day. I try to show people that beauty comes in many ways. Just using an, an not an average person, but a black woman from around the way is the best thing you can show anybody because that's what they see every day. They don't see models every day. You go on the train, you're gonna see a model every day. See a regular woman in front of you, from around away from your block. And I try to make that a beauty. That's not, you know, that I try to make that the norm. Cause that's beauty, that's the norm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, makeup artists, I love makeup artists, but we don't need to wear makeup all the time. You know what I'm saying? Just come be a face sometimes. Natural face is the best face. That's what you was born with, right? You being able to choose the people you, you do portraits of, mm-hmm. it's important. Because just like you say, like from, from choosing the people that you choose to, to capture, like it's reteaching us, men, women, to see the beauty in the people that are around us every day. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes with even Instagram culture, it's like teaching us to only see like the unattainable or the the people who look, you know, just look like they're they're so like above us. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the beauty is around us every day, and it's, it's up to us to sort of relearn and reteach ourselves who. The beauty actually comes from and you know we date women we meet at work or at a party or something we meet them in the natural state so i don't know how everybody just look at all these models and say that's like oh my god she's the most beautiful woman in the world that type of thing you know like rihanna's the realest person i've seen She's showing people her real self now. Yeah. She eating that curry chicken. <laughs> and she's showing people, hey, fuck it. This is me. Her Caribbean jeans is coming in. And I want people to appreciate that and do the same to their body. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I really am looking forward to how you continue to communicate these messages through your work. Like you said, it's like you don't necessarily know exactly what's next. Yeah. But I can tell you for sure, like whatever is next, it's gonna be impactful because I think what you are doing, you've probably done for a while, mm-hmm. but now it's becoming more and more timely. What you're doing is beginning to line up with the times. Yeah. Like people are beginning to appreciate what you've always been doing, you know, and it's like, oh, okay. Like this is something that- They get it now. Yeah, yeah like I need to pay attention to this, mm-hmm. you know, for, for more than just two seconds. You know, this is something that needs to be recognized. And I feel like other projects are gonna come that are gonna make so much sense for you and your brand that yeah. it's gonna be like, oh yeah, this is a no-brainer. So, yeah, man, you, you're definitely in your lane right now, man, for sure. Mm, I don't want anybody to come after me for certain things I said at this podcast <laughs> because I think, I mean, I say things without thinking mm. and we're all human. So. 
If you want to fight me, fight yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. With that, bro, <laughs> I want to say thank you. Yeah, thank definitely, you for the podcast. Yeah, that's a black handshake right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So this has been The Open Canvas. Yes. With my brother, Andre. And I want to say one thing, guys. I'm going to leave you out with a quote. Failure is the first step to success. Keep failing. Mm. Lady O. Mm. <laughs> you killed him with the mic drop. I gotta like drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> to find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also, stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj, T A J dot opencanvas at gmail.com this has been the open canvas produced by taj alexander